0: Hey, welcome to the Galaxy Humor Podcast. I'm your host, J.J. Elliott. Thank you very much for joining us. This podcast is guaranteed to change your life. Not unlike the time I had the stomach flu in the middle of the night, and just when you thought it was going to be a lower intestinal issue, I could feel the upper intestinal tract saying, <laughs> not so fast, buddy. And then I was stuck with that bathroom version of Sophie's Choice. Anyway, a quick recap about J.J. Elliott. He's a writer of fiction who tells truths in his story, right? And J.J. has been writing stories for a very, very long time. Uh, he shares his home with his only companion, the world's smartest cat, Artie. And if you're lucky, you'll hear Artie wander in and out and say hi. He's got an opinion on everything. Now, Artie has a habit of uh, carrying in mice or lizards or gophers into the house. And sometimes I uh, I can catch him at it. So usually when he comes in from outside, he stops by and he meows at me and it lets me know he's home, right? But if he comes in and makes a beeline for the bedroom... And I know he's up to no good. And that's what happened. I was sitting in the living room. I was writing. And from the corner of my eye, I thought I saw Artie saunter in. But then he didn't come by. So I quickly got up and rushed to the bedroom. And there he was. Artie was caught red-handed with a small mouse in his mouth, right? No, I told him. You can't bring this inside. You understand me, right? And engaging him in conversation was uh, probably my mistake. Because he opened his mouth to argue with me. You know, meow, 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 he said. And boop. He dropped the mouse, and it quickly scrambled under the bed. And then Artie looked at me and meowed his indignity as if this was uh, my fault. And I, you know, I just I just walked away. I so said, look, take care of it. Get rid of him. I want him out of this house. Ugh. Anyway, um, he did get the mouse, but it was much later. It was in the middle of the night. Let me tell you, nothing helps anxiety like being woken up to a cat. Scampering all over you and then hearing squealing in the bathroom. And, uh, I, I, I couldn't decide if I needed to to check it out. And I, at the end I said, nah, I'll clean up the crime scene in the morning. And sure enough, that's what happened. Anyway, um, uh, JJ, <laughs> JJ gets his ideas from his alter ego, Jim Elliot. Right. And Jim is the guy who has to experience like Like he's the guy who's got to wake up in the middle of the night with a cat running all over him. Right. Um, and um, so he, and so I get the pleasure of just writing about it. You know, JJ's got to do, he's got to take all the beat and the life gives you. And I just get to write about it, which is kind of fun. Anyway, uh, in this podcast, uh, you'll hear uh, JJ uh, speak, who's a lot more upbeat and enthusiastic, uh, while Jim is much more analytical, 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 and is a bit of a slow talker. The research that is done uh, for the show is is done by Jim. You know, J.J. doesn't do much research. He just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you read right about that. But Jim does that because he wants to make sure he gets his uh, his facts straight, you know, get the years right. We're talking about movies. You know, I think it was this person. But he makes sure he gets the facts right before uh, he does that. And J.J. just kind of wings it. You know, he, he does by, I remember this, and he doesn't want to be uh, confused with the, uh, don't give me the details of what actually happened. I just remember exactly what happened. Anyway, so um, uh, you'll be able to tell who's talking, whether it's Jim or JJ, and um, you'll be able to figure it out. But anyway, it's not that complicated. Uh, just sit back and um, I'll do all the heavy lifting. If you want to share your opinion about the show, I do want to hear about you because I have some uh, some opinions come come to me. It's, it, it, most of them are kind of cool. Um, but you can contact me through Facebook or Instagram at uh, JJ Elliot Author, and that's one word. And I can also be reached by email at jjelliotauthor at gmail.com. Although, to be honest, I, I really don't check my email uh, a whole lot. I, I probably should do a better job at that. But, uh, um, yeah, you know, anyway, you can still reach me there. I'll, I'll eventually find it. And um, books by J.J. Elliot, uh, which is I get most of my questions uh, are about that. Uh, they can be found on Amazon, right? You Just type in uh, his name in the search bar and it should should pull it up. Okay, so a couple of new things uh, happening, uh, and 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 one of them is that uh, I have a new, um, I have an I have a mixer now that I didn't have before. Before I just had a, a microphone that was plugged into my laptop, and um, and and that's how I was uh, how I was recording the show. But uh, I have a new, I have a mixer and a whole new microphone. Actually, it's a it's a system. So there's like three microphones. And the reason I, 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 I got this is one of the shows doing a lot better. Uh, and second, I, I do plan to have guests on. And instead of all this huddled around one microphone, I could actually give microphones to people. And uh, we could sit at a table and, you know, or in a living room uh, or even at a bar, for crying out loud. And uh, I could record the show. All I need is a, my laptop, uh, this mixer, and a couple of microphones. And it doesn't take up a lot of room. Uh, and then we can do the show now. And I do this. I usually have uh, two screens up. I have one uh, that is re- that is showing the how the show is being recorded. Make sure that um, uh, there's no uh, uh, no gaps. I can look to see where it, if during the show I made a mistake or something, and I stop it. I can go back to the instant where I um, uh, I can re-record over it. Right. So I am I am um, keeping an eye on how the show is being recorded. That's, that's part of it. Actually, you know, Jim is doing that. And then on another screen, I have a script that I kind of read from and And, and it's not now when I say I have a script, it's, it's, uh, it's not that <laughs> it's not that prescriptive of a script. It's mostly just notes, the things I want to make sure that I I've talked about. And it gives, it kind of gives me an idea how long um, the show is going to be. So, uh, so roughly, uh, the the script is about uh well this script is, for this show is about um it's about 1800 words and so 1800 words turns out to be somewhere around you know um around 40 45 minutes or so um, but i don't just stick, stick to the script right i um i jump around a little bit uh so it's just there to make sure that i, I hit all the points i want to talk about and if i do talk about a you know, a book or a movie that I got uh, the years right. You know, all the research that, that Jim has done on it. Anyway, so uh, so that's a little different. Is this mixer and and uh, I'm hoping this. I think it sounds a little better. I, I have been playing with it the last couple of days uh, to make sure that my uh, that my voice sounds uh, authentic. And it's hard for me to do that because you know how it is when you hear yourself over the over uh, recording. Is it is that me? So I don't know if it if it if it if it it's truly me i think it's closer to it and and by the way this this mixer has all these weird little things too it has like you know gunshots and applause uh um it, it's got a laugh track uh lots of little things that you could do a reverb on it um, um anyway it has has a lot lots of bells and whistles it wasn't that expensive either i think it was uh, I got it through uh on amazon during their uh um uh, their, their one of their deal days uh amazon days i guess or whatever it's called um uh oh, oh, Prime Day, Prime Day. And uh so I got it I got it fairly cheap. And it's uh I think it works pretty well. now I won't be using the uh, uh all the little party favors on it. Uh maybe I will. Uh who doesn't want a good uh laugh track or something like that? But uh Artie's in charge, and Artie, uh, Hank's in charge, uh my GOAT friend is in charge of the uh, he's the engineer of the special effects and he doesn't really like special effects and and, and neither do I. Maybe I'll toss in an applause once in a while if we have something to to applaud. Okay. Anyway, so uh, um, to move the show along, uh, this is our fourth show for our Halloween special, right? And this has been this has been hard. uh, Believe it or not, my original plan was to put out a show a week, and that was oh yeah, I could do a show a week. It turns out doing a show every seven days, more or less, is a lot more work, right? Because I got to come up with an idea, I got to research, I got to write it, I have to figure it out. Is it long enough or not? Or too long? Whatever. And, 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 and because I think about it all the time, what I don't have a lot of time to do then is, uh, is do the writing that I want to do for, you know, there's a, I'm, I'm, I am putting out the Gal's Humor volume two and I, and I have the uh, fourth story that I'm working on three, four, yeah, the fourth story I'm working on. And uh, and it's hard for me to, to, to switch gears all the time. Uh, They go into creative creation mode uh, where I'm focused, nothing about the story. And then, Oh yeah, I have to go back and do the, uh, do the show. And not that I don't like doing the show. I love the show, but it does, it, it does take away from what I need to do here. So that's why most of my shows are about, uh, about 10 days. So I could actually spend, um, you know, three or four days actually, um, writing, writing. And then, uh, the other time, uh, coming up with the, uh, ideas for the show and then, uh, and putting it together, uh, at the same time. Right. So, um, but this is you know, for Halloween. I said, "Okay, for the month of October, here we go. Well, a show a week, and so far we've made it. Fourth shows, fourth week, and um, uh, so that's pretty. You know, anyway, I'm pretty happy about this. Anyway, so this this uh, uh, and just like in the last two weeks, I'm going to do. Uh, I have another Halloween story um, that I wrote that I'm going to share with you guys. It's, this one's called the uh, the Hanged Man, and it's uh, it's uh, it's a good story because it's of how short it is, right? And um, this this story is uh, is actually 497 words, 500 words if you count the title, the Hangman, um, and that was the uh, so, so somebody asked me if I could put them a, put out a story for them. Um, that's 500 words max, and uh, uh, and that includes the title, right? So it's 500 words max, including the title, and, and and believe it or not, right for me writing a horror story with only 500 words is that's a trick. Right, the first rule of writing is show, don't tell, which means if you write, uh, you, you don't write, um, "It was a dark and scary night." You have to talk about the, you know, the wind howling and the clouds over the moon, or the chill in your bones, or the small comfort of a fire, um, because that's, you know, sh- showing. Right, that's people get the idea. Oh yeah, it's 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 night. It's scary. Whatever. So, but when you're limited to uh, a small number of words. And this becomes a little a little more difficult and yeah I know um, I knew the job was dangerous when I took it right anyway so um, I'm gonna do the story uh, uh, the hangman uh, and let me know what you think if I if I got it right or um, um, anyway let me know what you think about it this is the hangman no wind blew on the crisp autumn night the air was still and clear the trees stripped bare the leaves, raised their branches like the hands of drowning men. The full moon, an unblinking eye, cast the pallid gaze and created shadows like a harsh judgment on those below. Silence reigned at the All Souls Memorial Park, except for the sounds of labored breathing and a shovel stabbing at the fresh earth. Harris ignored the sweat dripping down his face and the throbbing ache in his back and arms as he tossed the shovel aside. He used his hands to sweep the remaining dirt off the coffin. With a grunt, he pried open the lid. Soon, he whispered to the dead man. From a bag, Harris pulled out a thermos and poured the contents into a cup made of earthenware. Black spider tea. He pulled the dead man's mouth open and poured in the steaming tea. And a taste of life, he added, as he withdrew a flint knife and sliced his own finger and squeezed nine drops into the man's mouth. Harris then wrapped one end of a leather cord around the man's wrist and the other around his own. Even as I bind thee to me, I command you to awaken, he hissed. Three times and then thirty more he repeated the words until the dead man's eyes opened. The dead man sat upright in his coffin. The movement caused his head to flop over to one side, they came. The rest on its shoulder. Who tears me from the abyss and brings me here? The dead man spoke. His voice was dry and raspy. I did, snarled Harris. I have resurrected you to grant my heart's desire. You are a fool. I can grant you nothing. You lie. Three days after a hangman has been buried, revive him. And the secrets of the afterlife shall be yours. That's what the old witch told me. Harris jerked on the leather cord, and the dead man's head jiggled from side to side. I command you to obey me. The hangman's expression never changed. I apologize. Is that what you want? To know what the dead know? Yes, that's what I want. I will do your bidding. Release me and I will grant you your wish. Harris untied the cord. I release you. Now do it. The dead man smiled and lunged forward. The stars and the moon disappeared, and Harris could barely move. He gasped as the coffin door closed shut. No! Silence reigned again at the All Souls Memorial Park. Except for the sounds of a shovel stabbing at the fresh earth. The first secret of the dead is watch out for the worms, the hangman said as he refilled the grave. The rest you'll discover on your own. As the hangman laughed, his head rolled off his shoulder and hung low on his chest. He straightened it and shambled away into the night. All right, so that's uh, that's the Hangman. I hope uh, hope you enjoyed that one. Like I said, it's a short short story, and I think that is the shortest story I have. Um, so this is an interesting thing because uh, if you notice that uh, what Harris did there is he he, uh, he mentioned two things. He had this uh, spell, this recipe, and he talked about having uh, gotten it from an old witch. Now the story doesn't tell you whether it's actually a, a witch, witch or just an old woman, um, but that's what this week's show is about, witches, and I'm going to ap- apologize right at the bat or, or broom, whatever, and that this show is no way uh, going to be all encompassing about witches. There's just a lot of material, and I know there's lots of things I'm going to overlook or just sort of shine over. But maybe that's content for another show, right? And um, uh, again, I, you know, the, I could just do one show just on. Which movies alone, uh, or uh, witches in in uh, in literature? But you know, we're going to do a little bit of of everything. So anyway, so here's the start. Here's where we start, or at least you know, here's where I, the problem I had is when we got to talk about witches. Where we're going to start? You know, how are we going to do this? And um, and so when uh, as I was thinking about it, you know, um, I think and maybe for most people, you, the introduction to witches, um, you know, comes in from learning about the Salem witch trials, you know, in, in Massachusetts. Uh, and um, although these trials were um, only lasted about a year, you know, I, you know, when I, reading about the, the witch trials, I always thought they lasted a lot longer, but it was only about a year from, uh, it was from uh, February 1690 through, 1692 through May of 1693. See, Jim does this research. And then there were probably more than, um, there were more than 200 people that were accused and 30 that were actually found guilty. Uh, and uh, and most of these people were um, they were hung. That was the, the preferred method of uh, of killing these people: hanging. And surprisingly, they they were not all all women. Um, um, but it's hard to give this this episode in in American um, history justice. You know, granted, we weren't uh, we weren't the United States at the time. Um, it was still, you know, these are the still the colonies, and these were mostly um, uh, Puritans that were doing this. Um, but, you know, um, th- there are lots of reasons, and there are good, there are some great scholars and books that are that are written about the, you know, the, the social, political, and the religious reasons why these accusations came out, and that, um, uh, you know, and how successful they were. And in fact, it was kind of um, strange that the first uh, accusation came from you know, as a 17-year-old uh, teenage and 17-year-old girl, right? So that's how dangerous, you know, think about a, a, a you know someone who can uh, accuse you of a crime. And this is, the, I think, that, that makes it um, very, um, very scary about um, being accused of a crime which you have no way to prove you didn't do, right? You're trying to prove the negative. Imagine being accused of flying through the night. How, how do you prove you, you you can't fly, you know? And um and back then their jurisprudence allowed the law to torture you until you either confessed or or died. In fact, one of the the the, um, the guys, uh, one of the men who was tortured, uh, they did it by um, stacking rocks on his chest. They were just trying to get him to give a plea. And um, you know they they had stacked a, a shitload of rocks on him, and it was after three days he, he had died. So he didn't even have a plea of um, you know guilty or not guilty, and it killed him. But as bad as this was in the U.S., I can't count the U.S. because it was in the United States, as bad as it was in America, uh, the witch trials in Europe, that was uh, way, way out of control. Um, And they start with a decree from um, Pope uh, Innocent VIII, right? He declared uh, witchcraft to be heresy. And what it did is that launched a persecution against, um, I'm going to say, alleged witches that lasted uh, almost 400 years years. Think about that. You know, this started, uh, his decree was in the 1400s or whatever, and, and almost 400 years. It was almost in, it was somewhere in the 1700s, I think, uh, maybe the early 18th, before they stopped, um, um, uh, accusing people of witchcraft and killing people of that. Uh, And somewhere between 40,000 and 60,000 people died as a result. It's just it's, it's just mind-boggling right and um in the beginning of these uh, of these inquisitions it was mostly uh learned men who were being accused right because they were considered to be uh they were considered to be sorcerers who used uh text-based magic and 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 these were guys who were who you know who had you know books on on magic or spells or whatever and since um most women did not have that kind of education they were excluded right so it was mostly Men who were who were who were being accused, and there wasn't a lot in the beginning. They didn't do a lot, but and somewhere in the fifteenth centuries, um, they start they they decided that witches were mostly were women, and this gender swap of of uh, sorcerer men to um, uh, trickster trickster women enchantresses. That is when things took off, right? And, uh, and it was mostly, it was it started with um, uh, friars, and, and, and they started blaming, you know, bad weather or poor crops on devil-worshipping witches. And, and of course, you know, who are you going to pick except for um, um, women for that? And, and, and there was a book that was, uh, or a, a pamphlet or something or other, in 18, no, 18, 1486, and uh, this book was called, and, and and I hope I get the pronunciation right, um, the Malleus uh, Maleficarum, and which which is a uh, book on inst- uh, on instructions of how to identify witches, right? And of course, um, this became uh, they identified it was women, and mostly were old women, you know, which kind of uh, lends to the to the uh, legends that you know the the kind of the old crone type of thing um but it wasn't just it wasn't excluded to just uh, old women uh widows or just any unmarried women um you were accused and you think about it because these were the people who were uh least connected and the most powerless so there's no way they can they can fight or argue with you um and of course they made uh great scapegoats <coughs> oh uh sorry hank i didn't mean sca- i i didn't mean scapegoats i didn't mean that derogatory He's very sensitive about that. Anyway, so the the, uh, the identification process um, uh, for uh, for identifying women who were um, who were witches was um, humiliating, right? Um, and and this was done sometimes in, in 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 a public square, and women were just you know they were stripped of their clothes, and then all the hair in their bodies were shaved off. As they look for a mark that would identify them as a devil's consort, right? That's what they did. They just uh, shaved, shaved every bit of hair off them, looking for that devil's mark. All right. So, what kind of a mark did they find? Well, if you had an unusual birthmark, that would do it. But what if you didn't find any marks? What if you, you know, you, you know, you could say, oh, well, that's just a mole, and and everyone goes, yeah, yeah is that, you know, I have one like that too. Um, well, they had an ask for that too, because sometimes these marks they're invisible and so these women had to be convinced through torture to confess to confess that they had actually been sleeping with the devil that's a you know a great great system they had there and um and being accused of consorting with the devil is how the early um, pagan priestesses um, became known as as witches right and it's funny because these uh, these priestesses or these um, nurturers uh, were were important to your, your village a lot of times. They were previously adored, you know, because you know they helped. You know they would do the do your prayers, and um, and they're now um, became outcasts, and 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 of the prayers that they did uh, to nature or to Mother Earth. Suddenly, now became associated with um, satanic rituals, right? And um, and it happened, you know, through uh, most of Europe, the, the, the Greek goddess um, Hecate is believed to be the the founder of of, of witchcraft, uh, and there were legends such as the enchantress um, Circe, or uh, this woman known as the Witch of Endor, and uh, up in um, in uh, the Slavic countries, there was a a woman known uh, Baba Yaga. Right. Um, um, she became uh, the, uh, these women. All became associated with stories of women who were trying to to, to um, uh, tempt men or um, steal your children away in the in the night. And it's just uh, and and those legends those legends stuck. Right. They stuck. Um, nowadays in the in the U.S. Uh, there are over a million people who identify themselves as. Um, either Wiccans or practice some kind of, of witchcraft. And it's actually a lot more mainstream um, than you would think, right? So if you ever checked your horoscope or you ever saw a psychic or ever had a tarot, car- tarot card reading or use essential oils or collected or used crystals, all that is considered some form of witchcraft, right? And i tell you as a Sagittarius, I believe none of that stuff. It's all nonsense. And although, uh, Jim thinks all this stuff is all hooey. I can tell you this. Um, when I go to a um, Renaissance fair, and, and, and I'll be going one uh, this this weekend, I think there's a Renaissance fair this weekend uh, here in, in uh, Escondido uh, this weekend. Yeah, 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 there's this weekend. So I may be doing that. Um, so I, I, I go to a tarot card. I do a tarot card reading at the Renaissance fair. And it's kind of fun. And during the county fair, I like for a psychic. I always think that's um, um, it's all good fun. And and just so you know, I own a Ouija board and I have a crystal ball. Okay, um, but you know, like I said, Jim thinks it's all nonsense. But uh, you know, I, I we 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 coexist on this stuff. Anyway, so um, and I will tell you, and, and as I mentioned earlier, there are way too many books and movies about witches and witchcraft, and it would take way too long to list them uh, all um, all here but I could talk to you, to you about the ones that I liked and um, maybe you could share with me um, some of your favorites. Okay. And, 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 uh, and I don't really know what, the st- I'll start with, with the ones I guess is my favorite, which story. And it's, it, it's, and it's, it was a 1998 film uh, called um, Practical Magic with um, Sandra Bullock and uh, Nicole Kidman. It's, it's a good one. Um uh, and, and I really enjoyed that, that witch's story. And similarly, there was a, I think it uh, came out before this one, uh, um, with the witches, the witches, the witches of Eastwick. And then I had uh, uh, Cher, uh, Susan Sarandon, and Michelle Pfeiffer as witches. And Jack Nicholson um, uh, plays the devil. And he does a great job. The guy's so over, over the top. And in 1996, there was a, a, a movie with... Um, Teenage girl called um, the Craft, and I thought that one was um, um, spooky as hell. It really, really—that's um, a good one, and I recommend that one. Um, as far as older films, uh, older movies, um, Black Sunday is a good one. It's about a—I uh, think they came out in 1960. It's about a uh, a, a resurrected uh, witch who was uh, killed during the Salem witch trial. Uh, Rosemary's Baby, which is another good one. And uh, two of my favorite, which are, you know, um, comedies, I, I guess, or romantic comedies, was um, I Married a Witch. And the other one is uh, Bell, Book, and Candle. Those are some really, really good um, um, witch movies. And I suppose I should uh, mention that, uh, um, you know, the, the Wizard of Oz, um, because, um, you know, there was a Wicked Witch of the West, right? And, and, and this one actually introduced the idea of a good witch, right? Glinda was a good witch. And and, um, and I did read the book uh, Wicked. And, and if I recall right, um, Elfalba, Elf- Elfalba, I think was the name of uh, um, the Witch of the West. And she had a sister. That's the one, uh, you know, the house that Dorothy dropped on. She was the, the Witch of the East. And so those are the, I think they're both listed as Wicked Witches, right, of the West and East. I think Glinda was the good witch of the North, I think, but I don't know if there's a witch of the South, but anyway. Um, they do mention a good witch, right? Glinda. And of course, in in, in, in Look at the Movie, you can see how they were dressed. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know, um, um, you have no power here. I just love that line. Um, and of course, um, uh, I have a good friend and my daughter would kill me if I didn't mention or give a shout out to Hocus Pocus, right? And they watch this uh, movie uh, every year. Uh, and it's about the Sanderson sisters, right? Uh, played by um, Bette Midler, uh, Kathy Najimy, and Sarah Jessica Parker. And they play um, uh, witches that are brought back from the, the 1600s to, to modern day. It's a funny movie. I, I, and I have to admit, I, I've seen it a couple of times. I, it's, it's not a... Uh, um, it's not a must see for me, but it is, it does have its moments and it's, it's a fun movie. I think they did a sequel not too long ago. I don't know how well it did, but you know, uh, and I think uh, my friend said she didn't like it as much because they try to make the Sanderson sisters, um, like the, the, the good guys. And, and they're better off as uh, over the top, um, inept villains. Right. And I just remember Sarah Jessica Parker, you know, uh, just acting uh, so silly. Uh, I thought it was, it was, uh, it's, it's great fun. Um, of course, on TV, uh, we'd have to mention um, Bewitched, right? Uh, that came out in the in the '60s, and it was um, it, it, it was uh, uh, I think an offshoot of the of the film I talked about earlier, um, I Married a Witch, right? And um, in that, um, uh, Elizabeth Montgomery plays uh, Samantha Stevens, right, um, a, a witch who marries a mortal man, and her mother was named Endora, and the name Endora. I think, came from um, the legendary Witch of Endor, right? So you can see how they made that uh, switch there. Um, And, of course, uh, in the uh, 90s, uh, my daughter, who grew up watching uh, uh, Melissa Joan Hart on uh, 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 Clarissa Explains It All, um, also watched um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, right? And, um, interesting enough, um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch is uh, the, the show came its origins is from um, a comic book of the same name and it's part of the um, um, Archie comic um, universe. Um, And of course there was, um, uh, what's the other good one Uh, charmed. Yes. Charmed. And that's at the, um, uh, the Hollywell sisters. Um, She forget his name's right. There's Piper Prudence, Phoebe. And then later on after I think Prudence dies, they, they've discovered they have a half sister, page. Right. And, um, and this was done, I think about the same time that um, like Buffy, the vampire slayer came out. So there was kind of a big push to do uh, kind of supernatural stories. And um, the show actually did pretty well. And, you know, and I, and uh, I did, I didn't watch it uh, um, as much as I, um, as much as I liked to, but I did, I did catch quite a few, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't dedicated, but I did watch quite a few of, uh, of charm. And I have to tell you, my mom loved that show. Um, as far as books, um, the, the favorite book I have uh, of, of witches is um, "The Witching Hour," which was and the sequel Lasher, which was done by um, Ann Rice, and it became part of the. I think she she did like uh, three or four books, um, you know, of, uh, of the Mayfair witches, and um, and I know that I think last year um, the. Uh, uh, AMC came out with um, their show, the Mayfair, Witch or Mayfair witches. And uh, I did watch like the first two or three episodes. It looked intriguing, but um, you know, uh, I, you know, I I can't really spend a whole lot of my time watching all the, um, you know, all, all these shows. So uh, I, I do plan on binging it sometime, um, but it did look good. And uh, if you've seen it, the Mayfair witches, let me know what you think uh, on that. Um, and of course, uh, for um, uh, for comic books, um, you know, it, it's it's funny enough that they didn't. You don't really have a whole lot of of of, of witches um, mentioned in um, in comics, which is kind of kind of um, kind of strange. Because um, you know, you have a lot of magicians. You know, uh, let's start with Marvel comics. You you know, you get you have your Doctor Strange, and uh, and there was also a, a Doctor Druid who was just the uh, worst um, superhero ever. Um, and, uh, and so the, uh, so you have a lot of magicians, but and sorcerers, um, brother voodoo was another one, uh, but not a lot of witches and, and, and interesting enough that, um, a Scarlet witch, uh, who was mentioned and, you know, in, in the movies, uh, if you saw, um, um, Dr. Strange, um, multiverse of magic, you know, she's a big, big part of that. Um, the Scarlet Witch started off as um, as a mutant, uh, at least in the comic books, right? And um, she had the power to control um, probability, and then later it was described as a as a power to control um, reality. And then uh, I think after um, uh, meeting up with uh, another character, Agatha Harkness, she actually becomes a um, a real a real witch. that's kind of the problems they do with comic books. You know, they give you a name and all of a sudden, you know, you become that. So, you know, um, uh, and I'm going to diverge here for a little bit. Originally when they uh, had um, Spider-Man, you know, it was just a kid, uh, Peter Parker, who was, um, um, and they were trying to use a science-based thing, right? So he was bitten by a a spider who was, uh, you know, uh, zapped by uh, um, radiation. And so, that radioactivity, that radioactive spider, you know, transferred his powers and abilities to, to, to this uh, poor high school kid um, on, on a whim, right? You know, you just lucky chance he happened to be there, wrong place, wrong time. He gets bit by this radioactive spider and then, you know, gets, you know, spider ability. Um, some years later, they were trying to rewrite his origin and and, and saying there was a, um, a spider god and Peter Parker wasn't a random um, victim. He was he was chosen, you know, uh, uh, as a avatar, and so it was, you know, he was part of the spider verse of, um, uh, uh, you know, chosen by the spider god. And I just thought that was just nonsense, you know. It, 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 they didn't want to do, um, you know, stupid comic book science. So they they go to jump to stupid comic book magic. But anyway, so Scarlet Witch, because she was just, you know, named the witch because of her, you know, um, uh, she was, in a back in some um, East uh, European country, you know, rescued by uh, Magneto, right, as townspeople are, are calling her a witch because of her, uh, you know, probability control powers. Um, you know, they, they 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 called her a witch, so she took the name Scarlet Witch, although she wasn't really technically a witch. And then, of course, they go, well, the witching her name, so let's make her a real witch. So they made her a real witch. And then, as I mentioned, uh, Agatha Harkness, um, she was introduced in the, uh pages of the um Fantastic 4 and um she was a um, she was a uh, an ally right and she be so well so much so that she became um the nanny to their um uh to the son of um of Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman you know Franklin uh Franklin Richards and um you know so she was she was an ally for a while um and of course Agatha was was brought into the MCU in the TV show um, WandaVision, right and she was um, um, she was a villain and um oh, I hate this but I, I can't remember the actress that, that plays her but my god what I I love that because she was so over the top with her uh, her uh, her cackling and 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 uh, her her movements that uh, I said oh this is gonna be good and then uh, I, I understand that, that um Agatha is going to have her own um, spin-off show from WandaVision. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think that should be uh, um, a lot of fun. Um, but as I mentioned before, uh, Sabrina in The Teenage Witch came from um, Archie Comics and um, and they had a TV show too. They did um, back in the, boy. I want to say it's a, the 70s, early 70s. Um, the Archies had their own TV show for a while and uh, they actually had their own Hit pop song "Sugar, Sugar," and so they were, you know, so you know, as soon as that became uh, popular, um, uh, you know, they were looking for other Archie shows to do. So they 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 pulled out um, Sabrina, the teenage witch, right? And so they introduced her, and then um, they also had a band, the the Groovy Ghoulies, um, and there was a Dracula and a, I think a Wolfman and a Frankenstein. It was just it was just the worst sort of a a take off of um, the Munsters more, more or less uh, on that. Um, but anyway, um, you know, that was, it, that was in the Archie comic universe and in um, uh, DC comics, uh, which is it's very similar. There's not, not a lot of, not a lot of witches uh, in there as well. And they have their um, magicians, obviously they have, um, Sorcerers, uh, Doctor Fate is their, their main one. Um, I, I, I kind of want to say the Spectre, who isn't really a magician, but he does a lot of magic, um, um, and probably one of the most powerful creatures, uh, um, you know, uh, in, in DC. I want to say the, the Enchantress, um, uh, the Suicide Squad, you know, whose real name is June Moon, believe it or not, and uh, maybe Raven, uh, the Teen Titans. I think they're considered to be witches. Uh, I was going to mention uh, Zatanna, but she's not really a witch. She's more of a magician or a sorcerer, or is it sorceress, sorcerer? Yeah, but not really considered, and um, not really considered a witch. Um, on that, um, but here's what I want to talk about uh, before I go going. Um, the music that is done, um, and I, of course, we could talk about music. Uh, um, of course, comes to mind is uh, is witchy women. Witchy Woman uh, by the Eagles. There was another one. Cher did um, Dark Lady. Um, those are good uh, um, witch uh, witch songs. There's Witchcraft that's done by uh, um, Frank Sinatra. There's a, there's there's a ton of witch uh, songs, right? Um, but the one I really want to talk uh, is about the um, about Nick Burgess, and he's the guy that created the uh, the composer and musician for my intro uh, music. Uh, and um and outro music by the way and he's got a new album out called um Creepy zeepy right and um on that album there's a song called Sweet Little Witch right see how that ties in here all right so i was telling my uh, daughter about the show she says oh you got to you got to you got to talk about sweet little uh, sweet little witch I said all right i can i can make a plug for it but she says, no no um in in the uh on the song i think uh you know and I, I haven't heard it myself but there is a, there's a spell that's chanted in the song, right? And, uh, my daughter, along with a few other performers are one of the people that, um, that, that chants the song. So I, I, I gotta give a shout out for that. Right. So, um, so, uh, uh Creepy Zeepee's name, name of the album. Check it out at, uh, NickBurgess.com and Burgess is spelled B-U-R-G-E-S-S, Nick, N-I-C-K, NickBurgess.com, um, you know, and listen, so he, he also, you know, he's got a couple, he's got quite a few albums. He does the music himself. The guy is super, super talented. Please do me a favor and check out his music at all. And, um, anyway, so I want to talk about, uh, I, again, so that's uh, pretty much, um, uh, pretty much just this, this, uh, uh, the show, uh, was there anything I forgot to talk about? I think there was, um, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty quick on air, but, um, um, what I'm talking about is that. Uh, oh, it was uh, books. Um, and I went, and during this time of year, Halloween, right? I think I was in um, in my uh, uh, Spencer's Spencer's Gifts. I think that's where it was. They had a whole shelf on um, spells and magic spells. It was kind of kind of kind of weird. And um, and so there was a, a whole book on spells, and there was a whole section of um, love spells as you could do, right? And 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 as a um, as a kid as a teenager I remember, you know, thinking, oh wow, a love spell, mm, interesting, maybe. But uh, anyway, um, they have spells out there. Uh, so you know, when you, so just remember that witchcraft. When you uh, s- take out your essential oils, and uh, you know, you 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 wear your crystals, you know, you're all practicing uh, witches, and uh, and just like the, the protagonist for my story, uh, the hangman. Um, be careful what you, uh, when you cast some spells out there, um, because, uh, you may get what you wish for, but it may not be what you actually want. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, Halloween is actually Tuesday. Uh, this is, uh, um, the Thursday before, if I can get out a fifth show, you know, if I work extra, if I'm really good and I work extra hard, maybe, uh, I I can get a fifth show out there, um, by Thanksgiving day. Um, but, uh, this weekend I am going to the Renaissance fair on, uh, on the morning. And then that, uh, evening Saturday, I, um, that's the night I'm going to go to the, um, scream zone. Uh, um, and as, as my daughter pointed out, um, you know, that I'll be screaming like, a pre, pre 20, preteen Swifty. So, um, uh, there it is. Uh, and I'll let you know how that goes. And so maybe. Uh, I, I won't have an idea about the show, but it'd be the idea of the show would be, uh, my review of, of, um, of those, of those events and, 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 uh, how they turned out. But anyway, like I said, uh, be careful what you wish for. It may come true. Uh, and be careful casting spells, you know, always use, uh, uh, local ingredients. That's, you know, uh, that's what we always say around here. Find your newts locally. All right. Don't buy the China newts. Uh, terrible. Okay. Well, uh be well my friends and uh if I don't see you before Halloween happy Halloween all the best to you